Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. I'm Kayla, Rod's youngest daughter. Today we wanted to kick off our Christmas series. And in the past we've done the 12 nutrients of Christmas, which we've absolutely loved doing. But this year we decided to do something different and take some inspiration from one of our favorite Christmas stories, The Grinch. So without further ado, how the Grinch stole profit. Good evening, Rod here. In the past we've done the 12 nutrients of Christmas. And I want to encourage you if you're new to our page. If you weren't here a year ago at the Christmas time, go back and listen to those. There's a ton of great content, had a tremendous amount of knowledge in there that you'll find very beneficial in your farming operation. But for tonight, we're going to change gears and we are going to do How the Grinch Stole Profit. The original book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, was dedicated to Dr. Seuss's friend, Teddy Owens. Tonight, we dedicate this to our good friend, Daniel Snetcher. And I think he would have loved this because this was right up his alley. He was very much about telling you the truth. So here we go with how the Grinch stole profit. Every farmer down in Farmerville liked farming a lot. But the Grinch who lived north of Farmerville did not. The Grinch hated profit the whole growing season. Now please don't ask why, no one knows quite the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps that his brains were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. But whatever the reason, his heart or his brains, he stood there on Christmas Eve hating the farmer's gains, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown and the warm lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every farmer down in Farmerville beneath was now busy hanging a Milo reef. Soon they would be planning their season. He snarled with a sneer. Springtime, it's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming. I must find some way to stop profit from coming. For tomorrow, he knew, all of the farmers would wake bright and early. They'd rush to plant their grain. And then the game. Oh, the game, the game, the game, the game. But one thing he hated, the game. As the farmers, young and old, would drive and they'd plant, and they plant, and they plant, and they plant, 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 plant. They plant lots of corn and beans west to east, which was something the Grinch could not stand in the least. And then they do something he liked least of all. Every farmer down in Farmerville, the tall and the small, would head to the fields to do tissue testing. They'd stand hand in hand and work on new yields that by far they were besting. They'd think, and they'd think, and they'd think, 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 think. And the more the Grinch thought, of these farmers who think, the more the Grinch thought, I must stop this whole thing. Why, for 63 years I've put up with it now, but I must stop this thinking from coming. But how? Then he got an idea, an awful idea. The Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. I know just what to do, the Grinch laughed in his throat, and he made a quick farm magazine, and he chuckled and clucked, what a great Grinchy trip. With this farm magazine act, I look just like an intelligent schlick. All I need are some ads that look so unbiased. But since the truth is scarce, he just tried to sound pious. Did that stop the old Grinch? No, the Grinch simply said, if I can't find the truth, I'll make up some instead. 
Then he loaded some ads and some old empty facts and a ramshackle, pa on a ramshackle paper, and he hitched up old Max. Then the Grinch said, giddy up, and they started down toward the homes where the farmers worked hard on their ground. All the farmers were lit. All the windows were lit. Hard work filled the air. All the farmers were working hard with lots of care. When he came to the first little farm that was fair, this is stop number one, the old Grinchy Claus hissed, and he spread the propaganda with papers in his fist. Then he snuck to the mailbox a rather tight hurry, but if Santa could do it, then so could he scurry. He paused only once for a moment or two, then he stuck his head out of the fireplace through, where the farmer's best thoughts all hung in a row. These truths, he grinned, are the first thing to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most disguised around the whole county, and he left all the lies. And hydras broadcasting and over-applying, but not fully or feeding, not even trying. Then he stuffed them in an envelope. Then the Grinch very nimbly stuffed all the lies one by one down their chimney. Then he slunk to the fertilizer tank and he put in some cheap junk. He put in some more micros that landed with a thunk. He said use a micro pack, quick as a flash, but that Grinch even said that compaction was a smash. Then he convinced them to buy technology they didn't need and now, grinned the Grinch, I will jack up their seed. And the Grinch grabbed a computer and he started to shove when he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. And he turned around fast and he saw a small farmer, little Cindy Lou, who was quite a charmer. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny farmer's daughter who got out of bed for a cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch and she said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our profits? Why? But you know that old Grinch was so smart and so slick, he thought up a lie, he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot, the fake Santa Claus lied. These are great thoughts here for you, he said with a chide. So I'm leaving these here until October. I'll spread these lies over and over. His fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head, then he got her a drink and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou went to bed with her cup, he went to the elevator and posted the lies up. The last thing he said was variable rate spread for doing it that way by someone a nice bed. On his way out the door, he yelled on soil, soil health, you must tread. And the one honest thing that he left in the house was a crumb that was even too small for a mouse. Then he did the same thing to all the other farmers' houses, leaving truth much too small for the other farmers' mouses. It was a quarter past dawn, all the farmers wide awake, while the farmer's still working, profits to make. When he unpacked his truck, unpacked it with lies, no scouting, no spraying, plant beans even thicker, he just kept saying. 3,000 feet up on the side of Mount Crumpet, he rode in his truck to the tip top to dump it. Poo poo to the farmers, he was grinchishly humming. They're finding out now that no profit is coming. They're just waking up, I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open for a minute or two. Then the farmers down in Farmerville will all cry boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. So he paused and the Grinch put his hand to his ear. And he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But, it, but the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sound sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry, very. 
He stared down at Farmerville. The Grinch popped his eyes. Then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every farmer down in Farmerville, the tall and the small, was singing, singing with prophets for all. He hadn't stopped profit from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ads. It came as it was earned. It came to the better way farmers who listened and learned. And he puzzled three hours till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe profits, he thought, don't come from a store. Maybe profits, perhaps, come from learning much more. And what happened then? Well, in Farmerville, they say, that the Grinch's small brain grew three sizes that day. And the minute that his brain didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light. And he brought back the truth and got rid of the gossip. And he himself brought back the prophet. Guys, it's tongue-in-cheek. Dan Snetcher would have loved it. Yeah, we took some, made some fun of some things and some ideas here. And what we're going to do over the next few days between now and Christmas, some of the, the, the things that are taught to us that are untrue, that impact you so much. And we're going to talk about how it is that you can be a better way farmer and about how you can take the truth and set yourself free. Guys, thank you for turning in. I hope that all of you have a wonderful, blessed Christmas season, and we look forward to talking to you real soon. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.